2: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
3: You're listening to the Out of Bounds Show podcast. Powered by the Honey Butter Chicken Biscuit at Burgers, Blues, and Barbecue. That's right. Open for breakfast in Madison. The Honey Butter Chicken Biscuit or the Chicken
4: and Waffles or even in a breakfast bowl at Burgers, Blues, and Barbecue in Madison. Out of Bounds, 105.9 The Zone, ESPN, Steve Palazzolo, PFF.com, Pro Football Focus, joining us on uh, Divisional Week. All right, let's switch gears to what's happening uh, this weekend on the field. You mentioned that Cincinnati was partying like crazy, and they won a huge game. Now they go on the road down to Nashville, not far to play the Titans, what is it like in the
0: city this week, Steve? It's it's more excitement and buzz. Again, I always, you know, I'm always on the road when I'm talking to you guys. I'm driving through the city again, and, uh, you know, it's it's there's excitement because, yeah, they want a game, but again, like I said last week, they believe that they can win games with Joe Burrow, right? They believe that he's their guy, and I think he proved it again last week. It's not that they lit up the scoreboard, but when they needed key plays, he's moving the chains, Jamar Chase is getting open they've done a nice job of adding a ton of playmakers to that offense to make life easier for Burrow. So, yeah, there's a lot of excitement. I think they can go into Tennessee and, and get the win and go to the AFC championship. I I think it's certainly, it's going to, I think it's going to be a really good game. And I think the Bengals have a great shot and and there's definitely a belief in the city here that, uh, that Joe Burrow's the guy, just like, just like Burrow brought hope to LSU, you know, his 2018 season. I don't think Burrow was great, but, he had some key fourth quarter comebacks and things where LSU fans were like, Oh boy, we just found our Tom Brady. I remember them saying that. And it didn't come to fruition until the following year when they had that ridiculous national championship run. But Burrow's been doing that in a couple places now, just bringing hope and belief to uh, wherever he goes. All
4: right. Uh, The line's minus three and a half. I would actually take the points and the Bengals. How would you?
0: I I would too. I mean, I, it's, I'm having a tough time with the Titans all season because they're not as flashy. Like, they're the least flashy team out of all the, you know, they don't have Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, or Burrow, right? But they're just a good overall team. I do think Mike Vrabel's kind of, I've called him maybe the next Mike Tomlin, you know, a guy that no matter what you give him is probably just going to find a way to, to win games throughout his tenure in Tennessee. Um, but, you know, maybe so maybe I'm overrating the flash, of the Bengals and what their passing attack has done in recent weeks. But, yeah, I would take. I, I like the Bengals as underdogs there. Uh, but Tennessee is just a good overall team that's won a lot of big games this year.
4: Um, so you give the head coaching – obviously the quarterback is, is – the nod is to Burrow. But you give the, the head coach nod to Vrabel?
0: Yeah. I mean, Zach Taylor's gotten a little bit better you know but that's the other vibe i'm getting around cincinnati i don't know if people are sold on zach taylor and i'm not necessarily sold on him or not you know how much of it is just burrow balling out and how much of it is zach taylor he's the one big thing is they, they they turned it over to joe burrow down the stretch so good on zach taylor kind of getting away from the you know run run pass maybe mindset that they had earlier in the year but i think brable they used over 90 players this year. NFL record, you know, they still had the number one seed. They had that stretch where they beat every good team in the league that was thrown at them, the Titans. And then Drabel's uh, done some really good stuff with in-game decision-making, Been a little bit more forward thinking when it comes to that. So I, I do think, yeah, the Titans have the coaching advantage, and I really like what Drabel's done in Tennessee overall.
4: Let's go to uh, Steve Palazzolo, PFF.com, joining us on the Out of Bounds show. Let's go to 49ers Packers. Um, Boy, 49ers just took it to the Cowboys. Uh, Physicality, coaching, um, and so on. So, I mean, the the line is six. Um, Are you going Rodgers at Lamba? I mean, pull it away? How do you see this one?
0: Yeah, I was asked earlier today, like, which game could be the biggest blowout? would be this one because okay. you've got, I, I don't know if the, the Niners as great as their defenses have been, like their defense has played well at times during the stretch down the stretch here, but it might be the weakest defense left in the playoffs. Uh, it's probably between them and the Bengals. So I think Rogers will have his way as far as throwing the ball around. I think they'll be able to run the ball a little bit. Uh, you also have Nick Bosa, maybe banged up Fred Warner, maybe banged up and then Jimmy Garoppolo taking care of the football. Right. I mean, it's, the 49ers' offense is just outstanding as far as playmakers go. Debo is incredible. George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk, Kyle Yuschek. they've just got all these unique playmakers, unique for their position. They're great in space. Kyle Shanahan schemes them into space. But Jimmy Garoppolo tried to throw the game away again on Sunday. So it comes down to that, right? Can Garoppolo not miss the key open throw like he did back-to-back? Key open throw, he misses Ayuk and then throws a pick. Mm-hmm. Those are the types of things. I think the Packers make the Niners pay. So yeah, I like the Packers. I mean, it wouldn't be surprised if the Niners win because they've got these ingredients. But it's really going to come down to Jimmy G, I think, taking care of the football.
4: Uh, Buccaneers hosting the Rams. That's a three-point spread, minus three. Tampa Bay. I guess you're going Bucks
0: and Brady and Arians. No, I mean I'm a you know i a Brady guy and everything. I I got a feeling about the Rams though. I I really. I don't know if I'm overrating the wild card performance here, but uh, Stafford could be hit or miss every week. But if he shows up, man, they are tough to stop. And that's what happened in week three when these teams played. Stafford wasn't missing a whole lot of throws in that game. And, you know, he threw for like 370 yards and four touchdowns. Now the Bucks had all their backup corners in there at the time. But, you know, the Rams are trending. Uh, with their stars making plays, OBJ in the red zone and Vaughn Miller rushing off the edge. Bucks have uh, Tristan Worf, they're starting right tackle, hurt. I don't know if he's going to play. If he doesn't play, the Rams can pressure Brady, and I think they've got the ingredients to pull the upset here. So I might pick the Rams this week and go against Tommy, which is, uh, you know, he's 16 and what, 14 and 2 in divisional games. <laughs> played a whole season of divisional games That's in his career, crazy. which is nuts. Uh, the other stat, I think he's got six wild card games and ten Super Bowls that he's played in. It's just crazy. But um, I, I think the Rams, I, you know, I, 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 I like the way they're trending right now.
4: Yeah, look, I love the way they're, they're playing. How about Cam Akers? He's from here. And uh, what about tearing your Achilles and playing six months later and throwing up 95 yards of total offense in your first game back, Steve?
0: It was nuts. And he looked fast and explosive. He had the deep ball. Uh, he could have caught it, but it was underthrown a little bit, but uh, just crazy. I mean, the Achilles used to put you out for 12 months, and then when you came back, it took took another year to get back to full speed. He looked as explosive as ever. I mean, Tam Akers, that was such a bad injury for the Rams that they went and traded for Sony Michelle, gave up a fourth rounder during the preseason, just because hey, we need a running back this year, and all of a sudden Tam Akers is back, and they've got an explosive runner back there, so yeah, I think it's huge. Um, we'll see if they can get going on the ground against a really good Bucks run defense, but um, having a little extra balance on that Rams offense, I think, is uh, is
4: pretty important. So you take the points. All
0: right, last one.
4: Um, Boy, how do you... The Bills had the perfect game on offense, and yeah. now you've got to shake that and kind of erase it going into playing at Arrowhead and, and the Chiefs and Andy Reid and Mahomes that have lived here for a while now. So do you expect a, a big letdown or no, Bo, this is going to go all the way down
0: and be one hell of a football game? It, it's, it's like one of the tough things about football analysis, right? Like you want to look and I just did it with the Rams. You want to look at the last thing you saw and then say, well, that's going to happen again. But it's literally impossible for the Bills to do what they did again, right? I mean, there's no they're not going to score in every possession. Josh Allen had one of the best quarterback games uh, in recent memory. Uh, it, everything was going so well. He admitted his first touchdown. He was throwing the ball away. And Dawson Knox just jumped up and <laughs> snatched it out <laughs> of the incredible. air, right? That's how great the Bills were the other night. And, um, so, yeah, the, the thing about this game, though, Josh Allen, if he plays superhuman, I think they could win, right? But the Bills do match up well against the Chiefs. It's, it's almost as if they built their team to stop the pass. They're a little bit lighter up front, so maybe power running teams give them some issues, but the Chiefs don't do that. I mean, the Bills are equipped. They've, they've they've built their team for this game to beat the Chiefs and slow down Mahomes. The first matchup, Mahomes dropped back 70 times and didn't even average five yards per attempt. Now, again, I don't know if you could replicate that, but the Bills are one of those teams that can give the Chiefs problems. But I'm, I like the way the Chiefs are figuring things out these last few weeks. Uh, I think they're over that midseason wall. They have Byron Pringle stepping up. They've got Michael Hardman stepping up to go with Kyrie Hill and Travis Kelsey. That's what the Chiefs needed all season. So I, I like what they've started to figure out offensively. So I think it'll be a great competitive game. it was I mean, the Bills running away with it on that Sunday night football game when the Chiefs were really bad defensively at that point in the season. So I think it'll be much more competitive this time around.
4: Out of Bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone, talking NFL, Steve Palazzolo, Pro Football Focus, PFF.com. He joins us on the Corona Premier Guest Line. The Out of Bounds Show podcast is presented by Edwin Watts Golf Shop on County Line Road. Your golf game starts with Edwin Watts Golf Shop. Good morning. Welcome in. Steve Robertson joining us uh 247 sports jeans page and of course the boneyard podcast um all right steve let's uh let's start with football recruiting uh you thought i was gonna say ben hallen but i'm not i'll save that for later and um all right how do, tell us what has happened as far as the roster and if where you think they've upgraded this week and what else could play out both with the transfer portal and I think we almost forget that there's more high school recruits. They're going to sign the first week in February.
1: Yeah. And, and states had double digit guys enrolled for, for spring practice, you know, and, and that's the thing say, Oh, you got 11 guys leaving the scholarship roles. Well, you've got, you know, about 11 or so coming in too, you know? And so it, it's kind of many respects a, a trade out. And I think in many respects outside of the air Brule brulee and perhaps Malik Keith moving on, you, I think you could argue that states uh, traded up in many of those positions, but um Yeah. You're right. There's a couple, there's really four spots left now. And two of those will probably go to older guys from the portal an offensive lineman and uh, a defensive back, probably a safety. And then you got a couple of high school spots out there too. And that I say high school spots, that means younger guys. That could mean young in the portal. You know, it could be another Justin Robinson type that's, uh, you know, got three or four years to play from the portal, but they're still working through that. And, uh, You you'll have a few visitors this weekend. You'll have a few next weekend. But, uh, you know, really four spots left, and I think we're down to that. Now, if a difference maker comes along at a different position, as we saw last year with Contravian Hargrove, you end up making an adjustment. You know, maybe you don't take a younger high school offensive lineman or a younger guy from the portal. But I think you've got to get a guy from the portal on the offensive line that can come in and compete, potentially start at right tackle. I think you've got to get an impact safety to kind of shore up that, uh, you know, back end of that. That bulldog secondary.
4: All right. Are you thinking that they take one offensive lineman or two offensive linemen from the portal the next uh, couple of weeks?
1: Well, I think right now I would say probably one offensive lineman from the portal, and then probably a high school or a younger guy from the portal that could get into the uh, you know the developmental pipeline. Because that's the thing too. If you start skewing a little bit too portal crazy all of a sudden you kind of deplete your depth and you're really what we've seen Bo, really across the conference is you're hitting at about 60 percent on the transport portal and what i mean by that is guys that you sign that come in and become solid two deepers and make a you know very positive contribution there are some other guys that uh, have come coming from the portal around the league that have, have just kind of been jaguar. i mean you know just another guy you know and so that's what you're trying to avoid and You want to be able to hit it better than 50% because you're going into the portal because you have an immediate need. And so that's where I think State is right now with this offensive line situation is, you know, yeah, if you could get a couple veteran guys that have some multiple years of experience, you take them. But I think right now you've got to at least get one guy that can come in and make you a better football team in 2022.
4: And do you – how confident are you that they can do that?
1: Well, you've got Middle Tennessee offensive lineman Stephen Lasoya on campus. He uh, took an official visit yesterday, should be leaving campus today. And, and he's a guy, too, that uh, it's interesting. I had somebody tell me and said, Well, you know, I don't know how good he is. And he was like, You know, he played in 13 games, you know, this year. And then, uh, well, yeah, he played. Yeah, we started 11 of those 13 games, and most of those at left tackle. And then the ones he didn't start at left tackle, he started at center. And he's the guy that can kind of play up and down the line, especially in this scheme, you know, where essentially you're putting four tackles on the field, you know, kind of surrounded by, you know, surrounding a center. And so he's the guy that's, uh, you know, got good length and got some FBS experience under his belt. Is he a guy that comes in and and wins the right tackle job? I mean, that kind of remains to be seen. You know, you know, he's considering taking a visit to UConn this weekend. I just can't imagine, you know, for life's me, a kid that really had, you know, committable offers from Mississippi State and UConn that's from Nashville, Tennessee, would go to UConn over Mississippi State. I guess stranger things have happened. But, uh, you know, I, I feel pretty good about where this thing is going with State. It's just a matter of where does he fit? Is he a right tackle? If not, is, does he go to left guard? And then do you slide Cam Jones out to right tackle? That's probably not ideal. But the one thing you do know is Cameron Jones will get out there and fight and compete, and at times out was a bit of a struggle at the right tackle position this year.
4: Okay, so Steve Robertson, the Boneyard podcast on the Out of Bounds show. Uh, do you think that they – we just got a text from a listener. Do you think that, that that lineman from Middle Tennessee, wouldn't they rather him go ahead and sign and enroll before he even has a chance to go anywhere else?
1: Yeah, I mean, and, and you, you can't sign on campus during a visit. You know, I mean, but, I mean, you can always go to Kinko's if those still exists. I mean, you can always go somewhere off campus and get that done. So, you can go to so,
4: Bulldog Burger yeah. and sign is what you're saying. Oh, absolutely. Good. And, and what a great
1: place to go, you know. I mean. I agree. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, mean that's the thing I think about, too, with LaSoya. I mean, if you're faced with these options and, you know, school already started on Tuesday, you don't really have a lot of time to play around with this thing, you know. And so, mm. I think, ideally, what if you're Mississippi State, you'd like to have him kind of go ahead and make a decision today cancel that visit to Yukon and get in class and start working out with his teammates
4: okay what are, what is Mississippi State getting with the two wide receivers that they signed? what are they potentially getting with the two wide receivers that they signed Spurrier Jr. and whoever's going to be the the other wide receiver coach or what's real Rodgers well, getting better yet
1: yeah I, I think you hit it when you said potential you know that's the thing you know Justin Robinson was a highly recruited recruit out of uh Eagles landing Christian Academy there in Georgia. And and I'll be honest with you. I mean, I'll take all the guys that Georgia and Alabama really like. I mean, that's some of the better evaluators in all college football. But, you know, he's been a little bit banged up. You know, the, the one thing I will say is, yeah, he's had a couple of injuries, but they're not related. So it doesn't appear to be a chronic problem. But, you know, we've been in a situation before where you've had some guys that have a lot of potential but can't get right, you know. And so, you know, Justin Robinson's a freak of an athlete. Uh, comes in about six hundred and twenty pounds, a big, massive X receiver and a guy with great hands and you know, played a little bit this year, had some hamstring issues that kinda lingered and kinda kept him out. But he he wasn't gonna be a starter this year, but uh they were expecting him to be a contributor. But yeah, he's he's a guy that I don't know that the state really has a guy kinda like him with his size and skill set. And then, you know, Jordan Mosley is a guy that was originally committed to Tennessee much of the process and And people forget this time last year what a mess it was in Knoxville. I mean, it was an absolute disaster. You know, you find out about the NCAA investigation, Jeremy Pruitt is fired, and then they had a tough time getting a coach. And so Mosley was kind of caught up in the middle of all that. He decommits almost a year ago. And then basically the last Power Five option he had standing was Northwestern, and you know a good job that fits, and those guys do up there. Uh, he went up there, ends up being a little bit too far from home. He is a Mobile, Alabama native, and so he elected to go in the portal and try to find something in the SEC. He gets it at Mississippi State. But uh, the thing with him is, and I do like his upside, he is really more of a straight-line, fast guy. The route tree on the high school film doesn't necessarily wow you. But you got to ask, okay, when you've got a guy that can legitimately run sub four 4s wouldn't you just run the fade? More times than not, probably so. And so, it's really more of an observation than a criticism. You know, is this a guy that can, you know, stick routes on the college level? You know, we don't know that yet. But we do know that the raw athletic potential is there, and we think that he could be a difference maker in this offense. And so I think you've got two big-bodied guys with a good catch radius that, uh, that have a lot of upside and really haven't even scratched their college potential
0: yet.
4: Would you be surprised if by August 15th, Uh, so that means Sawyer Robertson gets 15 practices in the spring and they'll be about 10 or so in, in August with maybe 12 to 14 left before Memphis and Labor Day. Would you be surprised if Sawyer Robertson really pushes Will Rogers in August?
1: Not in the least. And and I expect that to happen. I think. And number one, you know, Will's a competitor. I mean, he's not going to bow down to anybody. But Sorry Robertson's a guy that's ultra-talented. I mean, he is the highest-rated quarterback prospect that's ever signed with Mississippi State in the history of this process. And so that's a guy that, you know, he comes in a little bit late. You know, if he had been here in January, you know, perhaps it was more of a competition this year. But, you know, he wanted to play high school baseball and chase the state championship. He enrolled at Mississippi State in June. so. He's already a semester and 15 practices behind the game. And so you know, we saw some flashes of him in fall camp and the scrimmages. And uh, he has a big arm and has some arm talent. It's really, you know, it kind of reminds me in some respects of like like a young Matt Corral. Not to say that they're, they're comfortable in skill set. But, you know, Matt had elite arm talent. And at times early in his career, maybe tried to do a little bit too much. I think that's what you're dealing with with Sawyer Robertson as a younger guy is he ha- he's so used to being able to just ram the ball home. Well, those passing Wendy's clothes a lot quicker in the SEC. So discretion is a better part of Allard. Hopefully he can learn that earlier in his career. And uh, I do think that he is a guy, number one, he's from Lubbock, Texas, so he and his dad are huge Mike Leach and Air Raid fans. I think he'll embrace what's happening in front of him. But I won't be the least bit surprised if we get, you know, halfway through fall camp to find out, hey, that the quarterback battle is even,
4: not in the least. We'll leave it there. Steve Robertson jeanspage.com the boneyard podcast you're listening to the out of Bound show fueled by fleetway market
3: whether you're on the road to the tailgate or headed up to hunting camp stop by fleetway market to fuel up the car and the cooler today
4: hey guys listen
0: up
3: this is
4: the
1: sec insider hit powered by miss kelly furniture mississippi's number one
3: number one sleep store
4: I like this intro music.
3: Thanks. It's the Miskelly Purple Mattress intro. Is it really? Yeah. We just okay. didn't listen to the first part. Nice. Well, I speaking was... of which, I had someone text me and say they were gonna buy a cushion because they work from home and they heard our endorsement yesterday.
4: Good. I know. I was proud of them. We're both we're both sitting on the purple grid. Oh, it's changed my life. Now I sleep on a purple mattress True. from Miskelly sleep store. But, uh, yeah, that's awesome, man. I like to hear that. This cushion changes your life. It does. Uh, Your SEC insider hit this morning is brought to you by Ag Up Equipment. It was Mississippi Ag. It's now Ag Up Equipment. And our Ag Up Equipment text line would love to hear from you on sports or food or whatever. Um, Anything. Crawfish, cold beer. Uh, the Ag Up Equipment text line is 601-885-3776. And it is obviously driven by your next John Deere tractor to manage your land from Ag Up Equipment and agup.com. Locations in Canton and Pearl in the metro area and uh, 17 locations around. You can find them at agup.com. We're streaming live on the Out of Bounds radio app. And want to say good morning, welcome in. We've got uh, Ole Miss at Mississippi State on Saturday. Game two of two. Ole Miss pretty much boat raced them in game one in Oxford at the Pavilion. And uh, Mississippi State made Morrell look like Steph Curry. And now MSU will host Ole Miss this Saturday. And uh, both coming off losses, Ole Miss was... uh, blown out by a uh a Missouri team that was 7 and 9 going in. Yikes. And Mississippi State traveled down to Gainesville and they had a chance to win last night and um couldn't put it away. Couldn't put it away on the road. And those those are the good teams. You know, Mississippi State and Ole Miss have had some of those teams, not many um because you just it's it's tough to bottle all that stuff of a team that will go on the... Obviously, the 2004 Mississippi State team that was, what, undefeated on the road? That's not going to happen often. In fact, I don't know if that's ever happened other than that year. But, um, you know, Michael White, Keith Carter-led teams could do it. Um, Daryl Wilson, Dampier-type teams could do it. Um, I mentioned Timmy Bowers and Shane Power and that-type that, that type crew could go on the road and win. Um, even Hallen's big year with... Uh, uh, Q, uh, they could pull that off. Uh, A.K. could pull that off with Marshall because of his. Even though people refer to him as flamboyant, uh, he's tough as nails. And to go in, you got to you got to play the last five minutes of the game. You got to make plays um, both on the defensive end and on the offensive end. And Mississippi State was up, and uh, Florida goes on 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 a big run and a big run, and Mississippi State didn't score for over three minutes, and the rest is history. So. Uh, Michael White got the better of Ben Hallen uh, in Gainesville last night, and Ole Miss and Mississippi State, uh, Morel versus Molinar, among others, will go at it uh, mid-afternoon. Uh, I don't know if anybody will be there. It is a rivalry game, so, so you may you may pull a little bit more. Um, it will be interesting to see what the actual you know crowd is like right at tip. Is there a
3: baseball scrimmage anywhere around there? Maybe. I don't know. You might lose fans to
4: that. Uh, (laughs) The NFL game starts around that time. But, yeah, so, uh, you know, it doesn't look like the mask mandate that they slapped on the hump and the pavilion um, is being enforced at any kind of high level. Obviously, masks don't work. Um, Now, you're... Fantastic political leaders are coming around. Um, look at what happened in the United Kingdom and uh, Great Britain yesterday. But, uh, and of course, put masks on kids is criminal. But uh, it doesn't look like that's being enforced. So maybe that will bring out more people to start, well for a rivalry game in which if Ben Howland loses that... Mm. It's going
3: to get
4: (laughs) ugly, (laughs) for sure. We're live in the Bank Plus studio, Out of Bounds, 105.9 The Zone, ESPN. We're streaming live on the Out of Bounds radio app. This is W-R-K-S. And uh, we'll have Steve Palazzolo, Senior Analyst, Pro Football Focus, PFF.com. He'll join us on the Bucked Up Energy Drink guest line. Look for the deer and antlers, the buck on the can pretty simple um zero sugar and it'll give you that oomph as you're studying for a test or you got a big day of sales calls and presentations or you're working out a couple of times a day oh but steve palazzolo pff.com will join us at 8 30. um again the ag up equipment text line is 601-885-3776 we've got transfer portal hunting going on um Jackson Dart is the name, you know, flavor of the week. And it's down to Ole Miss, Oklahoma, maybe BYU. We'll see what happens there. Um, BYU out of nowhere. It's I guess incredible. somewhat. They were the first one to offer him out of high. I, look, I wasn't following Jackson Dart uh, out of high school or at Southern Cal. I've now done more of a deep dive the last four four days on him via YouTube and um, just kind of who he is and what he is. Um obviously Tom Luganville stopped by and said as far as talent, he he brings the skill set to the table that you want at the quarterback position. But he's from Utah. Yeah. And um so maybe BYU's making a play. I don't know what the name image likeness deal looks like from Ole Miss Oklahoma and BYU, half million to a million bucks. Ooh. Who knows? Um, you know, is it a Hyundai a year, two Hyundai a year, north of two Hyundai a year, depending on how long you stay? That's kind of where we're going. Um, Deion Sanders is lighting it up in the transfer portal. And they're just going to be four, five, six, seven times more talented than everybody. Look, I watched that MRA game two years ago. Dion, De- as far as X's and O's, it, it ain't, you know, you could see their personnel and their athletes Uh, when they brought, do you remember what that team's name was? Uh, anyway, it doesn't matter. Something
3: Christian. The, the yeah. point
4: is they, they played at MRA and MRA ended up, you know, running circles around them in the second half. And Herbert Davis and his staff ran circles around the Deion Sanders staff as far as, you know, adjusting coming out of halftime, which was obvious, and X's and O's. But um, Dion, I think, is going to have five times more talent than anybody they play. They went 11-2 and last yeah. year. And so he's just going to smoke everybody through the, you know, he's going to pick up guys that can't play or got hurt or got in trouble from power five teams, and um, they're going to be much more talented. And then he just, he just hired a, a new offensive coordinator, and he, uh, this guy's an air raid guy. He played under Leach and then coached under Leach as a student assistant at Washington State. He's been under Jay Norvell and Matt Mummy, Hal Mummy's son, and his name is Brett Bartalone. Bartalone. So, Dion went eleven and two last ball. and and the talent on the JSU roster is far and away superior mm-hmm. to that of anybody they'll play. So you can you can make mistakes between the headsets, and still win. And and that by the way they're going to be even more talented than they were last year. Yeah, and then. JT Daniels is in the transfer portal. Where could he land? If Ole Miss misses on Jackson Dart, which there's still a lot of confidence in the Ole Miss camp, but if they miss on Jackson Dart, do they follow that up with the JT Daniels visit?
3: Ooh. Or do you go ahead and bring him in anyway for a visit?
4: Yeah, maybe that's already getting scheduled, just depending on when Jackson Dart is going to announce, which people believe, well- like, Will be any minute now the last couple of days. Well,
3: Lane Kiffin has been putting out some uh, interesting tweets. You know, Lane with the Lane on
4: the Twitter? The
3: cryptic tweet. So here's what he sent out about 40 minutes ago, okay? Okay. Uh he's got some emojis. It's like a it's like the pondering face emoji. You know, it's got the hand on the chin and he's like thinking. So it's pondering face emoji, football emoji, fire emoji, then three puzzle pieces. It says time to hashtag come to the sip. And he's posted an inspirational picture of an eagle flying. And under the eagle, it says, Change is painful, but nothing is as painful as staying stuck somewhere you don't belong. Oh, wow. <laughs> Lane Kiffin. Wow. Confucius. I say, That's an impressive little...
4: You know, when Lane tries to get deep on Twitter... Uh, you can't help but laugh. Is he
3: speaking to J.T. Jackson, someone else that's I, stuck where they don't belong, dude? Who's he talking to? I, I don't know. That's incredible. It, it is incredible. I love Twitter's Lane. Inc- I incredible. I love that Lane is like waking up every day, and like the comments are incredible. Like Coach, I have some of us have to work. We don't have time to put a puzzle together. <laughs> 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 I thought that was great. But yeah, Lane Lane out there stir I mean listen. There's not a coach in college football and the NFL's different so we won't count it. There's not a coach in college football that knows how to create brand awareness the way Lane Kiffin does online.
4: Yes. Considering he's he's an introvert and and not this big salesman and wheeler and dealer and work-the-room guy. What do you have?
3: True Maroon thinks maybe Lane's talking to someone on his own roster. Luke Altmaier?
4: I I think that's a stretch. <laughs> I think that's True Maroon yeah. just trying to stir the pot in the rivalry. He 100% is. Yeah, True Maroon, he's a he's a pot st- stir. No doubt about it. Out of bounds, 105.9 The Zone ESPN. Uh, driven by the pre-owned and new SUVs and trucks, at Mac Hike and Flowwood. MacHikeFlowwood.com. MacHikeFlowwood.com for your next truck or SUV. Tell them we sent you Mack Hike and Flowwood, and they've got uh, big, 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 big inventory. So they've got the selection that you're looking for at MacHikeFlowwood.com. Blake Mania with me. I'm your host, Bo Bounds. Um, So it's National DJ Day and Cheese Lover's Day. We can do something with that. Also, get to know your customers' day, Blake. Our customers, our listeners, our partners. Absolutely. Yeah. We had some up here yesterday. That's right. We're always getting to know people. We are. It's a constant
3: process. It is. Yeah, I enjoy it. That's what Nick Saban said. It's a process. (laughs) Or you may get processed. The the climb never stops, right? Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you, man. The, look, Let's just go ahead and call it. Nick Saban's lost his fastball. There's no doubt.
4: <laughs> Bigger drop-off, Dabo or Nick Saban? Oh my God. I'll hang up and listen. Oh, man. Are they going to come back with a vengeance next year? I hey, mean Stetson Bennett the fourth. They lost one game. I know. <laughs> two. No, games. Two. Yeah. Uh, one before the national title. Right. Sorry. <laughs> hey, Stetson Bennett the fourth is coming back to Georgia. And you know what I was thinking about? He's a national championship quarterback. And he had nowhere to go except Raymond James or Edward Jones Financial. Yeah, and and think about this: a national championship QB. If it, I, this is hypothetical, if he had entered the QB portal, nobody would. Have nobody would have yeah. offered him. No. Isn't that amazing? No, he wouldn't get drafted. Like, yeah. No, yeah. I mean, so it's... there was no. Th- there were two options: go back yeah. to Georgia. Yeah. Trans. No three. Go back to Georgia. Transfer down, which he wasn't going to transfer down. No. Why would you do that? Right. Yeah. I'm just. I'm just throwing this out. Or go and start selling IRAs. Yeah.
3: yeah. Right? Selling insurance, something Rob, like that. Yeah. Simple
4: SEPs. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Just load the boat or, or maybe even well, commercial real I'll estate. Like fourth. a like a Ross and if you put him at the equivalent of Bottrell or Ross and no it's he that guy's up. making two point eight million dollars by the time he's thirty two years I'll old. I'll float
3: the fourth a year. The fourth option, which was which was the best option and that is to take the victory lap at Georgia as purely a frat star and not a football uh, that's player. That's a great point. Because why go to work? Like you said, he can make all that money whenever he goes to work. Why go now? <laughs> Sp- spend one more season, like, be, you know, just kind of hang out, go to games, like, be a star. Yeah, I mean, why, why even have to practice? Like, why have the commitment of practice and keeping yourself in somewhat shape, like, when you could just be
4: a legend, <laughs> <laughs> he is a legend.
3: I mean, he is, but he could be like a Did living you, legend on campus. Well, he he will be this next year. I know, but he still got a he still has responsibility. He could have had no responsibility by uh, not going on the football team. See, and that's the way
4: you think. You're yeah. like, go to happy hour every day. Well, he's already won it. If he hadn't, play PlayStation, yeah, if and just walk around campus. If he hadn't won it, then you can't do
3: that. But when you win the first time, like. It's like if Tanner Allen had a year of eligibility left and he somehow wasn't an MLB player. I know that's not feasible, but sure. similar process. It's almost like, why, you know at that point, it's like, dude, take your victory lap. That's, a, that's a
4: good point. Like Tanner Allen didn't get to take any kind of victory lap because he won't even play yeah. the way that baseball is structured. You literally have to leave a week later mm-hmm. to start your Miami Marlins career or two weeks and grind out they want you to grind out 30 more games yeah. or 40 at the minor league baseball level yep. now is he a legend at two brothers and in and of so on and he's been back but it's still different think if he would have been able to go to school august 15th through december 1st this year in yeah. startable
3: like cam and logan tanner and landon I mean, those, are you kidding me those guys have cleaned up over football season yeah
4: landon sims now he there were two stars on the team let's call it like we see it Tanner Allen, Landon Sims. Yeah. They were the top two. Then sure. there was a tier of really, really rowdy yeah. and Bednar's run yeah. put him up in that yeah, conversation. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Fair enough. But so what you're yeah. saying Stetson Bennett the Fourth should do is take a victory lap as a just, student. All he should wear Not is a athlete. toga. Yeah. <laughs> okay? Yeah. yeah. A red and that's black That's all I would just wear. Just a red and black toga. <laughs> well, and just say, and just say Natty Champ. Do you think he has a tattoo? Do you think he has a national championship tattoo yet? If I got one, you know which one I would get. Do you know the old school Georgia Bulldog? Yes, with, with the, the collar, collar with spikes yes. on it. So they did. Their I would logo get one of way. those. Yeah. Um, yeah. The question is, do you get it on? Do if, you get it on your like inside? You, do you get on your inside an- no. ankle? No.
3: No. 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 You're the national championship quarterback. It goes one place. Left peck. Left, right over the heart, left pec. Yep. But but Stetson Bennett doesn't have any pecs. Well, he he's got where they're supposed to be. Okay, all right. His anatomy is still the same. What about like a a left or right butt cheek? Hey, yikes! No, that's on the side. That's more they, of like a that's more of like a lose the bet type of thing. Okay, if you're the if you're the if you are the national champion quarterback, you or Tanner Allen, same thing. You get it. You get it over the. I mean, like that's your like bread and butter. Like, when Stetson Bennett hits the uh, Raymond James workout gym and he rips that button down off and he's got the tank top, you want to yeah. see that Natty tattoo
4: coming through, baby. How much animosity will be will, will there be in the firm that he joins after his playing career? Now, you'll have some people that love him, that gravitate to him and want to make sure that he's in their, their the golf group right out of the gate. Yeah. Okay?
3: You're talking about jealousy because he will he will get to move up the because ladder Because people will quicker. just call him and Correct. want to put money Correct.
4: in with him. So it, please patch me through Stetson Bennett, the four, uh, fourth. Yeah. Yes. Stetson. I want to roll over, you know, 9 million to you today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Great.
3: Um, <laughs> Mac and Vicksburg because it's Stetson. It has to be a calf tat. Absolutely.
2: No, I there's, like that. There's better. no
4: doubt. I do. No,
2: I that's do. A ter- the that's Georgia,
3: so the
4: old Georgia, uh, with, with, do they use that still i don't even it's a know. retro logo yeah there's well, i want to order yeah. a pullover with that on oh uh, you can definitely find it because i'm a georgia fan at heart
3: remember i told you about home field apparel i'm pretty sure they have i'm pretty sure they use that logo too. but you know what i'm talking about the yeah. spikes yeah. around so the they neck. use that collar with the spikes collar. as part of their yeah national title design i think i bet that that kirby smart has a tattoo now kirby would get a calf
4: tattoo That's peak Kirby smart. Kirby loves to drill some beers. So, you know, if you can catch Kirby in about April when he gets to slow down a little bit at a crawfish bowl in Athens, I think you could have a large... Like, if you thought Ed Ogeron prior to kind of hanging up his party was fun to roll with...
3: Did he hang up his...
4: I don't think, think if he you, drinks anymore. About, but, but,
3: but if you ask people in Baton Rouge, he only partied after that national championship. He didn't coach anymore, I'll tell you that
4: much. So, Kirby Smart, yeah, I think Kirby Smart could could sleep with one of those dog collars on. Absolutely. If I'm Kirby, I walk out to the Athens Country Club pool with just swim trucks and... and the dog collar with spikes on. Can Don't we, you can, and 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 a, and a Miller Lite. Can we give something away in the eight o'clock hour? Yes. I'd like to get any way
3: you share it: text line, tweet, Instagram, Facebook, however you want to get it to us. Okay. If you have a tattoo of a college program, oh, I'd like to see it. Boy, that's not going to be many. Oh, I think you'd be surprised. You think so? Absolutely. <laughs> you know how many tattoos I've seen in Startville and Oxford of people that have
4: roll Tide, oh. Jack.
3: Yeah, look, there's I, nothing like a gator coming out of your jorts down that calf, baby. Ooh. there's yeah, nothing like Florida it. Florida
4: fans may lead. They may even Trump Bama Walmart fans with tats because there's something about being in rural Florida that demands that you have that demands that you have a tat, And they have to be done like and that prison. started even in Fort Walton Beach when that was a yeah. rural area back when uh, we were going in the 80s. I mean, it's and somehow I don't know they if it's all much more refined actually. They I'm all look like prison
3: that. tattoos even though like half of them never went to prison. Yeah. It's like where did you get this in the back of a trailer? Like Yeah.
4: What is happening? So just I think Florida street fans, then Alabama May Trump Bama fans. I agree. with Florida Gator tattoos. Cuz that Gator tat oh. is kind of a cool factor. Yeah, and ta- Florida just It's very what, what what am I looking for? It, it's it's uh, it really jumps out at you. Yes, it's a better look than that. Nothing a. like putting green on your the script. Your skin. The
3: script A is woof. Like it's a bad look. You think so? Uh, yeah. I mean, but how many script A tattoos do you see when you're like, you know, in, you know, rural Alabama, right? Like Talladega might as well be a walking billboard for Alabama street fans. Cause it's just a bunch of it's a bunch of As and what, threes. What is this? This is funny. There oh. you go. See, Nick said it too. Dale Earnhardt fan. The look. Dale Earnhardt fans I've have threes. I've been to Daga. I saw all that. There's some serious tattoos. Number at,
4: three. At the Daga. Oh yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah. Oh yeah.
4: So that's the question. What is the Do most? Do you think that that trumps Florida Gators or Alabama Crimson Tide? That's
3: the question. That what's Dale the, Earnhardt? What's number him? one? Is it Gator fans? Is it Bama fans who never went to school there? Or is it Daga slash Earnhardt fans, that's the question. Which one has the most tattoos?
4: Boy, I, I gotta lean Florida. They're I think the trash. Florida because of population. Yeah, and believe it or not, their fan base I think is still bigger than Bama's. You know that that, and I know, was... I know that Bama has added a lot of street fans by winning the last thirteen years. Um. I mean, I know the last 50 years they've won, yeah. but but even more so revving it up at a time where we get all the games on TV, yeah, right. And you know, you know what I see a lot of
3: NFL tattoos. Now that would be another competition. Oh,
4: the Florida League.
3: Philly, Pittsburgh, Nate Dogg with Briarwood, White New Orleans, Buffalo. Those are fan bases that are so diehard that they will absolutely billboard themselves with their team oh, i I'd, I'd
4: love to look at the Philly, Philadelphia Eagles yeah. numbers.
3: The Steelers one is big, too. Yeah.
4: yeah. Hardcore Philly Joe. Well,
3: because they all work in those industries where, like, who, they don't care. They'll no, tap themselves up all absolutely. day. Absolutely. Yeah.
4: That's a great point. Florida Gators, Dell Earnhardt, Senior. Some of
3: the pictures we are getting funny.
4: Tide. I like where we're going. Florida Lee, though, man. Now that the Saints have won the last twelve or thirteen yeah.
3: years, you know who gets a lot of Florida leads. I feel like that's a good female fan tattoo. You can pull that off. Correct. It's not as bulky and yeah. manly. It's a more feminine. You can kind sort, of have it yeah. around
4: your. Where would you have that around? Oh,
3: I can think ankle, hip, lower back. Yeah, hip, even the
4: rib cage. Yeah, yeah you could get away Ooh, with God, it. God, that sounds like that hurts. Okay. The Out of Bounds Show is brought to you by uh, Game Day and a Tito's Vodka Bloody Mary at what bravo italian restaurant and bar this weekend steve palazzolo pro football focus pff.com will join us at 8 30 on the out of bounds show good morning welcome in judy was boring hello then judy discovered jumbacasino.com
2: it's my little escape
4: now judy's the life of the party
2: oh baby mama's bringing home the bacon
4: whoa take it easy judy (laughs)